passion that I felt with that person who I had trauma bonded with, that you feel like home and I feel like I've known you a million lifetimes and quite literally having a bodily response of like fire all in my body. Like, of course we might identify that as passion, but where is it just igniting a core wound and fear that we've held our whole lives? Welcome to Codependency Alchemy, the podcast where we explore the power of transformation and healing in codependent relationships. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm here to share my own personal journey with codependency and the valuable tools that I have learned along the way. Through sharing some of my own personal cringy moments, we'll dive deep into the patterns and behaviors that contribute to codependency. From setting boundaries to overcoming people-pleasing tendencies, we'll cover a range of topics related to codependency and offer actionable tips for creating healthy, fulfilling relationships. And that's not all. I'll be taking questions from our community, offering compassionate and insightful advice for those struggling with codependent patterns in their own lives. Whether you're dealing with codependency in a romantic relationship, with family members, or even in friendships, this podcast provides a brave and supportive space for exploring your challenges and finding practical solutions. Check out the show notes or description box below if you'd like to find ways to support the show and be featured in a future episode. So let's begin this journey of alchemizing codependency into sovereignty and discover the power of self-love, healing, and transformation in your relationships. Here is this week's episode. What if I told you that that spark or that love at first sight feeling might not be you finding your soulmate, rather an indicator that you might be trauma bonding. It was dancing in the street listening to Drake on our way to get groceries that made me realize that true and healthy love looked and felt very different than I thought it would. Rewind back to earlier that year when my partner and I broke up due to differences in what we were looking for in our lives. I wanted to start a family, he was unsure, he wanted to move to a big city, I wanted to stay close to family. I found myself quickly jumping into the first person who gave me attention. I soaked it up like water to a dry sponge. I found myself completely obsessed, and I associated it with love immediately. Heart racing, constant texting feeling this fire in my body and saying things like, I feel like I've known you a million lifetimes and you feel like home to me. Please share in the comments if you've ever felt this way about a person because I know I'm not the only one, okay? (laughs) I found myself totally swept up and feeling like, okay, I've finally found my soulmate. So let's get into that you feel like home feeling with a person because it's actually pretty spot on. What I was experiencing with him initially was the opposite of what I experienced in my childhood. I was getting constant attention, constant love. I was being doted on. And I was eating that shit up. Until one day when it totally stopped. Can anyone relate? 
Again, I know I'm not the only one who experiences this shit. All of a sudden, I was not getting enough to satisfy that hunger. And I was finding myself living out what I did experience in my childhood. Which was inconsistency. Which threw me into a constant worry of rejection and abandonment. And it kept me craving the validation from this person who went full-on ghost mode. So what I learned about trauma bonds in my own experience was that it was really built on this foundation of inconsistency in the relationship. My brain was literally releasing like stress and pleasure hormones all at the same time from the coming and going of this person. They would come in, hormones released, they would leave, stress hormones released, not knowing like when was the next time they were going to call? When was the next time they were going to text? Is this time the last time? Am I going to get on this fucking merry-go-round again and again and again? Spoiler alert. Yes, I did a lot. So just to recap, when they're ghosting, we're kind of feeding off those stress hormones of the no contact. When are they going to text again? When are they going to call again? And then we're feeding off the pleasure hormones or just, it's all dopamine really that happens and that's released when that person comes back in and sends the good morning text, even though they haven't sent it for like two weeks. So is it chemistry? Yes. But it's brain chemistry that is getting addicted to the constant dopamine releases that we're getting from this person and the inconsistency in the relationship. Healthy reciprocal love feels safe and it feels spacious and it feels light. It'll feel peaceful and playful. So go back to that moment where I was singing Drake dancing in the street on our way to go get groceries with my partner who was a healthy, loving, reciprocal partner. I really took those moments for granted when we went our separate ways. I took those moments of safety with that person and made it mean that it was boring and dull. When really what I had been so used to my whole life was chaos, was those highs and those lows and those inconsistencies that when a healthy, loving, reciprocal relationship was staring me right there in the face, I couldn't see it. And I see this with clients all the time where they're like, oh, but it's boring and there's not that much excitement. It's lacking passion. And I just always think that, especially knowing what I know now, what have we defined as passion? What have we defined as boring or dull? Because a lot of times that passion that we feel, that passion that I felt with that person who I had trauma bonded with, that you feel like home and I feel like I've known you a million lifetimes and quite literally having a bodily response of like fire all in my body. Like, of course we might identify that as passion, but where is it just igniting a core wound and fear that we've held our whole lives? Whether that's a fear of rejection, a fear of abandonment, a fear of not being chosen, a fear of betrayal that we're kind of trying to basically um, 
get a different outcome from? Where are we perpetuating these cycles that are continuing to play out our core wounds in hopes that they'll end differently than they did when we were a child? Because again, healthy relationships feel spacious and playful and safe and secure. Trauma bonds or emotionally abusive relationships feel graspy, intense, they're anxiety-inducing, obsessive, compulsive, and there's this feeling of addiction. We're constantly rereading messages wondering where we went wrong and what we need to say instead in hopes that that person won't leave us. And this is why I've learned to create a values filter. And this is a tool that I share with all of my clients in one of our first sessions. What a values filter really is meant to support us in is getting clear on what we value in a relationship so that we can filter people through this filter. And we're making decisions that are not based on a chemical release or a trauma bond, but that we're making decisions from a conscious place, from like our seat of self. The values filter can really help us get clear on if this person is aligned or if we're just chemically attracted or attached to this person. So the question I want you to ask yourself is, what do you value in a relationship? And if this is hard to answer, because a lot of times when I ask my clients when it's their first times working with me, they're like, Alyssa, I literally don't know what I value in a relationship. That's okay. I've got you. What do you not want in a relationship? Sometimes it's easier for us to access what we value by identifying what we don't value, what we don't want. So go ahead and write down some things that you don't want and work backwards from there. So if it's, I don't want someone who ghosts, what would be the opposite of ghosting? Transparent communication. I don't want someone who speaks to me disrespectfully. I want someone who communicates with respect. I would even take that a step further of like, what does that look like? And more importantly, what do these things feel like? Identifying how we desire to feel in a relationship is another amazing piece to the filter that we get to add. Because if I desire to feel safe and secure, when I'm with this person, I get to ask, do I feel safe and secure? It's important to try to answer these in yes or no's because our ego will be like, maybe like some of the time I do when he's, when things are good, it's really good, but it's taking inventory of the whole person. And this doesn't mean that that person is bad. It doesn't mean that this person is wrong. It doesn't mean that this person is not good enough. It simply means that you guys are just not aligned with what you value in a partnership. So after you've identified what you value in a relationship and how you desire to feel, you get to ask yourself, is this person aligned to those values? And then more importantly, are you acting accordingly to those values that you've created? So if you honor respect or you value respect and reciprocity and transparency? Are you being transparent? Are you being reciprocal? 
So if you value open, honest communication and respect, are you openly and honestly communicating? And are you being respectful? And after you uncover your values filter, it's important to ask yourself, am I acting according to my values? And if I'm not, why not? And I know in these moments, it's really easy to blame the other person. Well, I'm not able to be that way because they're this way. But I will tell you right now that taking personal responsibility for yourself and the way that you are acting is going to propel you in creating and cultivating healthier relationships with others. Because when we blame someone else for something that we're doing, we're negating responsibility and we're putting it all on them. And when we're putting it all on them, we're giving our power away. And when we're giving our power away and we're placing it in the hands of someone else, uh, it's a whole nother conversation for another podcast episode. So I will note that. So please share in the comments, what is your values filter? What do you value in a relationship? And how do you desire to feel in a relationship? And I want to leave you with this analogy that I give my clients. After you have your values filter, you know what you want. So your values filter, let's say, represents chocolate, okay? So you want chocolate. Let's say chocolate is loving, reciprocal, respectful, transparent, communicative relationship. So you say, universe, I want chocolate. I want someone who exudes these values. And then the universe is like, okay, she wants chocolate. We, we see chocolate. She wants chocolate. And then the universe gives you vanilla. And you're like, well, I wanted chocolate, but the vanilla is here. And so then you start eating the vanilla. And so that, and the, the, let's call the vanilla, you know, someone who ghosts and someone who name calls and someone who is inconsistent, says one thing, does another. Or let's just say they're emotionally unavailable. They're not looking for a relationship right now. That's vanilla. And so vanilla is sat right in front of you and you start eating vanilla. You start entertaining vanilla. You start putting time and effort into vanilla. And the universe is like, she said she wanted chocolate, but she's eating vanilla. So does she really want vanilla? And so they're going to leave you with vanilla. And then you're going to sit there and complain and say, I want chocolate. And now I'm going to try to make this vanilla chocolate. But you can't make vanilla chocolate. It's vanilla. And so say you move vanilla aside and then the universe gives you strawberry. (laughs) Like it wants to know, are you going to hold out for chocolate? You're like, oh, strawberry. Like it's not what I wanted, but I'll try it. And that's what we keep doing. We keep saying we want chocolate, but we're eating all these different flavors that are not chocolate. So the universe doesn't know what you want because you say one thing, but you're choosing to eat something else. So it thinks, well, she must want strawberry or she must want vanilla because that's what she's eating. And the thing is, is chocolate is right here waiting. But but when vanilla is presented to us, Oftentimes we think, well, this is my only option. This is here now. 
What if nothing comes after this vanilla? We have this finite thinking that, oh, well, I wanted chocolate, but since vanilla was given to me, vanilla must be the only thing available. Or chocolate must be discontinued. <laughs> if we could, and it's just so limiting when we think that way. What if we saw vanilla and we just trusted and we knew that chocolate's coming? It's just getting off the truck. It just needs some time to get in front of you. But we find ourselves so impatient. We give up on waiting for chocolate when it's literally being dished up. When it's just about to be handed to you. So then it goes to someone else. So ask yourself, if, you're, if you want chocolate... Why are you choosing vanilla, strawberry, mint chocolate chip, fill in the blank? Can you trust that every time vanilla comes forward and you say, universe, thank you for the vanilla, but I know that I want chocolate and I'm willing to wait for the chocolate. The universe is going to be like, she really wants chocolate. Let's bring it in. So what's your chocolate? What's your values? How do you desire to feel in a relationship? Can we filter the people who we're dating or seeing or interested in through the filter and not make it personal? This is not personal. It's not a personal attack on them if they don't, you know, filter through your values. It's just a simple, we're not aligned and that's okay. What I want is different than what you want. What I need is different than what you need. Instead of trying to make them fit something that they're not. And this is that codependency trait of thinking that we can fix someone, we can change someone. And then we get to benefit from being the martyr or the person who gave all their time and energy to this person. Let's rewrite that and take our power back and not make it be a hit against somebody else but just allowing the people who are not aligned to go find their people because there is someone who wants that person just as they are. We should not be with someone just because we can see their potential or because we're holding on to that dream that we attach to them in those first moments of meeting them. Can we start to love people for just who they are because in reality, that's how we desire to be loved too. So we did a little bit of a journey of identifying trauma bonds and identifying healthy, loving, reciprocal relationships. We moved into the felt sense of what those two types of relationships feel like and look like. We created a values filter again. Leave your values in the comments. I'd love to hear what you uncovered for yourself. And I gave you an analogy to play with. What do you want? Chocolate or vanilla? And that is our episode for today. I look forward to seeing you guys in a couple weeks. Until next time. Thank you for joining me on Codependency Alchemy. I hope this podcast continues to offer you valuable insights and tools for breaking free from destructive patterns and creating healthy, fulfilling connections with others. 
Remember, healing from codependency is a journey, and it's important to be patient and compassionate with yourself along the way. Whether you're just starting out on your path, or you've been working on your codependency for a while, know that you're not alone and that it's possible to create meaningful change in your life and in your relationships. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And if you found this podcast helpful, be sure to subscribe and leave a review so that others can discover these valuable insights and tools as well. Check out the show notes or description box below to find ways to support the show and be featured in a future episode. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember, you are worthy of healthy, fulfilling relationships. And you have the power to transform your codependency into sovereignty. Until next time, be well and I love you so much.